We are in an increasingly complex world and influence is the currency of this new world and it will become more prevalent as we move forward into the future. So how do you get it? You're listening to The Terry Holland Show, the podcast for high-performing entrepreneurs ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And if you want to get there faster, go to terryholland.ca. So how do we get into influence? How do we become more influential? How do we become influential leaders? To be a leader in this new world that we're moving into, that's being created before our very eyes, you will need to have influence. NLP is like the instruction manual of influence. And I realized the other day that as long as I've had this podcast, I I haven't talked about NLP enough. And this is what I do every day is I work with leaders, entrepreneurs, and change makers in using NLP to create extraordinary results in their lives. I'm a trainer of NLP. And yet on my show, I don't talk about it nearly enough. So I want to share with you some NLP tools that are going to help you to gain some influence. And if you really want to master these and really want to understand how they work, then you'll come to one of my next trainings which are online, by the way, so you can do them from anywhere in the world, wherever you're listening from, you can, you can take the training. So how do we get influence? And how can NLP help us to get influence? Well, first of all, it starts with rapport. Now rapport is a process of, of being liked. It's a process of responsiveness. Rapport is something you've been doing your entire life. It's whenever you meet someone and you instantly like them and you feel a connection to that person. Maybe you've had this happen. In fact, I can guarantee you've had this happen before where you've met someone and you thought, wow, it's like I've known you my entire life. I feel so connected to this person. That's rapport. Or maybe you've been talking to someone and they said to you, I can't believe I'm telling you all of this. I've never told anyone this before. That's rapport. Or maybe you've had the experience where you meet someone and you're talking with them and it's like the rest of the world disappears and time flies by and you have no idea how long you've been sitting talking with this person. And then one of you looks at the clock and you go, oh my gosh, have we really been talking for three hours? If you've ever had that experience, that's rapport. And rapport happens in all types of relationships. When our romantic relationships and friendships and business relationships, rapport happens. And when people are in rapport, they like each other. The theory of rapport is that people who are like each other tend to like each other. So we tend to like people who are similar to us. We're, we tend to be drawn to them. When we see ourselves in the other person, we, we tend to feel a connection to them. And we might not actually be like that person, but there's a sense of familiarity in that we are like that other person. The greatest communicators of all time have known that rapport is important for open communication. And the greatest communicators, the greatest leaders of all time have used rapport to be able to open up clear communication channels. So not only is rapport the basis of becoming a person of influence, but it's also about becoming a great communicator. And you cannot have influence in this world without being a great communicator. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But today, let's let's just talk about rapport. This is the very foundation of everything we do in NLP when we work with other people. And this is a basis of influence. 
So rapport is about responsiveness. And in rapport, anything can be communicated. So this is a the secret. If you want to have a tough conversation with someone, if you need to say something that might be confronting or difficult for the other person to hear, you need to establish solid rapport before having that conversation. And then they will be open to what you have to say. They still might not like it, but they'll be able to hear you. So we build rapport based on matching and mirroring in NLP. So you're matching the other person and you're mirroring them. You're matching and mirroring on their gestures, their their movements, their posture, their blinking, their breathing, the way they speak. But today I want to focus on the, the language of rapport. So you can match and mirror on everything that you're given, everything that you see, everything that you hear with the other person. But you know, there's one thing that is undeniable about human beings. And there's one thing that humans love to hear more than anything else. Do you know what that is? The sweetest sound to a person's ears. And you might be thinking it's their name because a lot of sales trainers say it's their name. It's actually not their name. It's their words. People cannot deny their own words. And when you repeat back their words in a way that's very natural and very comfortable, it forms a tight connection with that person. Now, before we go even further, because I know there are some of you who are going to be thinking, ooh, that sounds like manipulation. Here's the difference between manipulation and persuasion. Manipulation is when the other person doesn't want what you're offering and you manipulate them into wanting it. Persuasion is that when they want what you're offering and you want them to have what you're offering and you are using persuasive language to help them get what they want. So persuasion is when they want the thing and they need some help in getting it. Manipulation is when they don't want it and you make them think they want it. And that could be a product, a service, that could be a relationship, that could be an idea, that could be anything. So what I'm talking about here is influence, and we want to use influence in a positive way. So we want to use it in a persuasive way with our language, not in a manipulation way, but in a persuasive way. I do not support anyone using any NLP techniques for manipulation. I think that's gross. It's out of integrity. And I think... Um, yeah, just just don't do it. Just don't do it. So please, everything that I share with you over these episodes about influence, please use them with integrity. Be a good person. Have the other person's best interests in heart. So that said, so we're using their words and we're listening for really specific types of words. So some people tend to be more visual. They represent their world in a visual way and they'll use words like look, see, um, and they'll say things like, yeah, I can, I can really picture that or yeah, that looks good to me. So someone who prefers a visual representation of their world, this is how they represent the world to themselves in their mind. In NLP, we call it a preferred representational system. They're going to use words like that, visual words. And when you pick up on that, when you listen for it in conversation with someone, you can use those words too. And now it's like you're speaking their language. People who have a preferred representational system of auditory, so they prefer sound, will say things like, that sounds right, or that rings a bell to me, or I hear what you're saying. They'll use sound words. They'll use words 
that represent sound. They'll say things like that resonates. So if someone's using words like that, then you use words that are auditory based words. And now you're speaking their language. And if someone is more kinesthetic, that means they represent their world through feeling. They'll use feeling language. They'll say, I can grasp that, or I can't get a hold of it, or that feels really good to me. So they'll use words that are feeling type words, kinesthetic language. And when you use words like that with them, you are speaking their language. And then we have people who represent their world through auditory digital or in some some forms of NLP, um, they'll say non, non-specific. In our NLP world that we follow, we say auditory digital. So auditory digital is very logical, analytical, and they'll use words like sense, think, understand. And then you use words that are also auditory digital and you're speaking their language. So the very this is a very foundation, the very basics of beginning to understand influence is connecting with people through rapport. So we're matching and mirroring them, their physiology, their body language, their movements, and really zoning in on the language that they use, how they're speaking. It's undeniable when you start using somebody's predicates, which which means that their language, their whether they're visual, auditory, kinesthetic, or auditory digital, and you start using their words, you will connect with them in a much more meaningful way and they will feel very understood and heard and seen. See what I did there? I just used all of them. So this is a way to connect with people linguistically. Now, if you want to have influence, you need to start really listening to what the people around you are saying and using their words. And we can also listen for keywords. So key phrases that people use, um, interesting phrases they say, how they describe what it is that they're looking for. And we can use those words back, we can reflect them back. And not only does that tell the person that you're really listening, paying attention, they will feel more understood, they'll feel a deeper sense of rapport. And that's going to help you gain more influence. But remember, we're using this in a positive way, always for a win win scenario. In a win win, there's no manipulation. So we want to use these things for a win-win to create a positive experience with this person. And when we do that, you become more influential. So try this out this week in every conversation you have. Listen to the kinds of words that the other person's using. Are they visual? Are they auditory? Are they kinesthetic? Or are they auditory digital? And if you want a complete list of predicates so that you can really practice using more visual, auditory, kinesthetic, or auditory digital language, then um, I'll post a link in the show notes and you can get that list of predicates. And that'll give you greater range and flexibility in your communication. The greater range and flexibility that you have through communication, the greater influence that you have the opportunity to gain. So I hope you found this useful and interesting today. And I would Love to hear your thoughts on it and how it works for you. If you want that influence checklist or the influence, not influence checklist, I don't know where that just came from. I haven't even created that, but maybe I should. Um, If you want the predicate list is what I meant to say. If you want that list, click the link in the show notes. 
full transparency, you will end up on my email list. I won't send you anything that I, that is spammy, but I will be in contact with you. So if you want that list, click on the link, you'll get the list. And, um, and I'd love to hear from you. So let me know how this works for you. And you can, the best place to reach me is on my Instagram at the Terry Holland. Thanks for joining me today. Our next episode, we're going to be exploring we're going to be back to exploring purpose and I'm going to walk you through an exercise and some questions. So for the next episode, you'll want to have a journal handy to go through it. And we're going to talk more about finding purpose and what that means and, and how do we start doing it. Thanks so much for joining me today. Have a fantastic day and a great week. Bye for now.